You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DNB Supply Show. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, and thank you so much for joining us again today. Well, we've got a really special episode for you today. Uh, you know, a lot of times, we get to talk all about what we're doing with our Western lifestyle and with different equipment and farming and gardening and things like that. This week, we get to talk all about a community service event that we are so fortunate to be involved in and a very exceptional young man named Andrew Dykstra, who is about to become an Eagle Scout. And if you don't know anything about scouting, that is a significant accomplishment for a scout, for a Boy Scout to accomplish. So we're helping him with that, but he is helping all of us with what he is doing. So Andrew belongs to Scout Troop 112. And as I said, he's going to be becoming an Eagle Scout. And to do that, he has to complete a community service project. He has to manage that and run that. And so what he's going to be doing is assisting us with flag retirements, assisting all of us, all of us in the community who have American flags or other flags that we want to retire with dignity and with honor, he's going to be assisting us with that. Now, the way this is going to be happening is he is going to be putting flag retirement boxes in different D&B stores around the Treasure Valley, and he'll be talking more of that about that in our interview here today. Uh, but on Flag Day, June 14th, 2018, at 9 a.m., there is going to be a flag retirement unveiling and awareness event at the D&B Supply Store at 1725 East Fairview Avenue in Meridian, Idaho, if you would like to be there and to be a part of that event. Really, really neat what Andrew is doing and just a wonderful accomplishment for this young man. And I'm going to let him tell you all about it coming up here in just a moment. But I hope you'll join in. I hope you will choose to retire your American flags or other flags that you want to retire with dignity and honor through the Boy Scouts. And what you'll learn from this interview is that uh, there is actually very few places where you can do this, uh, but this happens to be one of those. So we'll have that just here in a moment and get you introduced to Andrew. Andrew, thank you very much for joining me today and thanks for coming on the show. No, no problem. Well, I am looking forward to our conversation and looking forward to telling well, at least all of our listening audience what it is you're going to be doing for your Eagle Scout project and how that involves DNB supply and how that involves honoring our nation and our flag and all of that. So I, I, it's an exciting interview for me to do. What I thought we would do to start off, though, is just kind of introduce you. Uh, maybe you could tell us all just a, a little bit about Andrew Dykstra and, and what it is that uh, you like to do and, and what your daily life looks like. All right. Well, I'm 17 years old and I live in Meridian, Idaho, technically. Funny story, but we actually live on the border between Meridian and Boise, so we don't live anywhere. <laughs> We're unincorporated in the county, so that's fun, except for when elections roll around because we can't vote for local stuff. Okay. We can vote for state, so that's interesting. Uh, I've been homeschooled my whole life, so that's fun. I'm a junior this year, so one more year, and then I'll graduate. All right. Now, what's your day-to-day life look like? I mean, being homeschooled, you, uh, you've got a ton of flexibility in your schedule. I mean, that's evidenced by the fact that you're, you're here at my farm right now doing this interview with me in the middle of the day. So what, it's got to offer you some really interesting opportunities. Yeah, it does. We like to pause every now and again just to 
learn something new. We have a lot of property. We live on about an acre, so we get to see a bunch of fun stuff. We have a ton of trees. One actually fell down <laughs> earlier this month, so we had to go clean that up. Uh-huh. And that was fun. So we get to do a lot of stuff. We have a really flexible schedule. Okay, so how old are you now? 17. 17. Now, how long have you been in the Boy Scouts? Six years since I was 11. So what brought you in? What made you want to join? My father was an Eagle Scout, is an Eagle Scout, and his dad was a Star Scout before him. And so it's really just been the family legacy, just living it on. And I've always wanted to become an Eagle Scout. So that's what inspired me to join. Well, you you obviously had that legacy and uh, a lot of inspiration from both grandfather and, and from your dad. Yeah. Very cool. So you've been working towards this moment for that entire six years? Yep. It's a really long, drawn-out process, and not many people get to do it. So it's cool that I have this opportunity. That is great. Well, good for you. Now, over the past six years in the Boy Scouts, can you think of a couple highlights, a couple things that you've enjoyed the most? Uh, Sure. Let's see. I went to summer camp on an island in a lake in the middle of Montana. Oh, really? And that was really cool. Very cool. What lake? Flathead Lake. Flathead it's uh, lake. called Wild Horse Island, and the uh-huh. camp on it is called Camp Melita. Okay. And it was it was a blast. Awesome. We actually had to build a boat, and then we raced it against the other troops. Oh, well, that's interesting. I thought you were going to tell me you had to build a boat if you wanted to get home. <laughs> no, they had supply boats, and okay. we got to shuttle all our gear over, but... We probably could have gotten across on ours. Now, in the Boy Scouts, you obviously get taught a lot of skills and things like that. Is there one set of skills that have kind of jumped out that you you like the most? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, First aid, that is my favorite merit badge to date. And I just felt like this is really important because I might actually use this to to save a life. Haven't yet. Not many people do, but still know it and still ready. It's a great tool to have in the toolbox if you ever need it, right? Yeah. So now, what did you have to do to earn that badge? Well, a lot of stuff. Basically, it's just knowing and reciting certain first aid procedures. Mm -hmm. Uh, A few physical things. I had to be able to splint a broken bone. Okay. So that's arm, leg, and that's using materials or having no materials. So splinting it anatomically, meaning using another limb, like another arm or a leg. Oh, really? Yeah, I've done that in a couple different exercises for some campouts they do rfas which stands for realistic first aid scenarios Mm -hmm. so it's not real but it's supposed to look real sure and while those can be kind of scary at some time at some points it's really good training just to make sure your skills are still sharp now how do you splint a bone if you don't have any materials well if you broke your leg Uh uh-huh then you could splint it using believe it or not the other leg okay if you tied the leg to the other leg or if you broke your arm you could splint it by tying it to the torso so just straight down to the side and that would keep it from not moving now did you get to do a lot in the outdoors during your time as well oh yeah i'm not really a stereotypical outdoors person (laughs) but uh i got to do a lot of stuff outdoors yeah how was that i'm always interested about the uh the orientation stuff, the map and the compass and all of that. Do you get to do quite a bit of that? Yeah, that's one of the harder things to learn. It's actually not a required merit badge, but it's a handy skill to have. So we all know how to orient a map uh-huh. and use a compass. And it's really fun once you get the hang of it. 
Now, here I'm going to show off, but not really. Are you? Have you got? Do you know the uh, declination of Idaho? Is that memorized? Do you have that memorized? No. No. Okay. I just knew that word, and I wanted to throw it out there. <laughs> Well, let's do this. I got to take a commercial break. Let's take a quick commercial break. Okay. And when we come back, let's start talking about uh, what it takes to become an Eagle Scout, okay? Sounds good. You already know Honda makes some of the most reliable, fuel-efficient cars on the planet. And that's just as true for Honda lawnmowers. The best thing about a Honda mower is it's a Honda, which means exclusive features like a four-in-one twin-blade cutting system that results in finer clippings for either bagging or when mulching, actually feeding your lawn for important nutrients. And it also means a highly fuel-efficient engine that's easier on the environment while you're sprucing up your environment. Plus, depending on the model, Honda residential mowers come with either a three- or five-year limited warranty. Shop Honda at select DMV supply stores in eastern Oregon and southern Idaho. You wear jeans, but you live in Levi's. At DNB Supply, we've got a pair to fit you just right. Iconic and hardworking, Levi's are legendary. Worn by cowboys, rock stars, and everyday people, we carry different washes, styles, and sizes for both men and women. These jeans are ready for anything your day brings, from working outside to a night on the town. The denim legacy lives on every time you put them on. So pick up some Levi's at DNB. All right, Andrew, let's talk about becoming an Eagle Scout. So I guess my first question for you would be, when did this process start? And, and I realize it started six years ago, but the actual the, the thing you need to do to finally get the, uh, the title, the rank of Eagle Scout, when did that begin? All right, so to earn your Eagle Scout, the first requirement is to earn your Life Scout, which is the rank before. Okay. And so the date that I earned my Life Scout, which was about two years ago, is when the process to earn your Eagle Scout finally starts. Okay. So once you earn the Life Scout, it's kind of like, okay, I've accomplished this step. Now I'm on to the next one. Is that kind of how it works? Yeah. That's how all the ranks work. Okay. So now over the last two years, what have you been doing? Well, one of the requirements is you have to serve actively in your troop for nine months Mm -hmm. in a leadership position. So as a patrol leader or something obscure like a guide or a chef, a webmaster, I was historian for part of my time. I made scrapbooks okay so that was fun all right so you were you were creating scrapbooks but uh people are going to look back i mean that may be the one thing that you were able to do that people are going to look back on 20 years from now and get a perspective of what it was like to be in the scouts here in the uh 2010s as compared to what it is in the 2030s or 40s or something like that that's a big deal yeah it, it was really cool so you've been doing that now. Uh, when did you start the process for what you're doing for your project, your Eagle Scout mm, service the, project? The project has been the beginning of this year. That's about when the idea was born and we formulated it. The project itself actually got approved, which is the first step Okay. in an Eagle Scout project is you have to get it approved by certain people mm-hmm. two months ago. Oh, good. And okay. so that was really the kickstart. And I joke about it because I think I did more work trying to approve it than I will do trying to finish the actual project because you have to jump through a lot of hoops to get it approved. So is there like, do you have to create a presentation or something like that? Yeah. You have to present it to four different people. One of them is from the district. So okay. all of 
the troops in his district he oversees and you have to get it approved by him mm-hmm. before you can actually begin work on your project. And do you present it just one time to like a panel or is it to each person individually? It's to each person individually, unless you can get them all in one place. Okay. But I don't know of anyone who's done that. Well, you probably got pretty good at presenting it by the end. Yeah. Now, what percentage of Boy Scouts make it to the rank of Eagle Scout? About 4%. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's not a lot. So 4% of what number? How many Boy Scouts are there? I have no idea. In the U.S. is the second largest Boy Scout nation with the second largest number of Scouts. The only one that beats it is the Boy Scouts of Indonesia. Is that right? Go figure. Wow. So I'm not sure how many that is especially recently, but it's in the upwards of 10 million. There's way more than that. Wow. So, yeah. Well, I mean, being an Eagle Scout puts you in a pretty elite group. It it does, and that's why Eagle Scouts are so well-regarded is because only 4% of that massive number of Boy Scouts gets the Eagle Scout Award. Now, what are the younger members, when they talk to you now and they know that you're right on the cusp of becoming an Eagle Scout, uh, do they look at you like you're a celebrity? Are you like some sort of a star at your meetings? Uh, well, the Boy Scouts is a brotherhood. And I think it's really cool because just because someone's higher rank doesn't necessarily mean they're better than other people. And we just all get treated equally. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Okay, let's talk about Eagle Scouts. So famous Eagle Scouts throughout our history. I know there are a few. I know the first American to set foot on the moon, Neil Armstrong. He was an Eagle Scout. Okay. Almost all of the NASA astronauts after him were Eagle Scouts and President Gerald Ford. He is the only Eagle Scout to serve as president as far as I know. Is that right? Wow. Very interesting. So just one Eagle Scout at president, but a bunch of them on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I'd, I would love to know what kind of uh, what kind of scouting skills you use on the moon, but I guess that's probably written somewhere, right? Yeah, duct tape. Lots of duct tape. <laughs> Lots of duct tape. All right. Let's talk about your project. So uh, we've I've kind of talked about it in the introduction already, but let's talk. Let's have you tell everybody what it is you're doing. All right. So my project is going to be placing flag retirement collection boxes at five of the D&B supply locations around the Treasure Valley. We're not doing it in Caldwell yet because the store is pretty small and they don't think we'll have the space. So I think I, hopefully a lot of people listening know that uh, when you have an American flag, you treat it with reverence, right? You treat it with the utmost respect. You need to have a light on it uh, after dark. It needs to be folded up correctly and all of that. Mm-hmm. But the question then becomes, well, what about when this flag is worn out? It's dirty. It's ripped. It's tattered. What do we do with it? And you're providing a solution for people to do that. Yes. So the way that you respectfully dispose of a flag is through a special ceremony where you burn the flag. And that's the only way you're not supposed to throw it away or do anything else to it. You're supposed to burn the flag. But to my knowledge, only three groups can do that. That's the United States military, the American legions, so war veterans, and the Boy Scouts of America. Well, a former Eagle Scout before me set up this project where he put different flag boxes around Nampa. Mm -hmm. But all her troop is responsible for every single one of those boxes. So there's a lot of them, but what the boxes do is they give people a, a place to put their old flags that are dirty and worn out and torn in the boxes, and then we'll come around, we'll pick them up, 
and we'll respectfully retire them on campouts where we do the special ceremony. Oh, very cool. So uh, when you guys are out and, and doing a campout, doing an event, you can add this in and and uh, everyone can kind of get uh, understand the respect that you have to have for the flag and, and how this all works. Yeah, it, it's really cool. It's a really awesome experience just to retire flags. That's great. That's great. Well, tell you what, let's take another break. And when we come back, I want to ask you some more about that. Okay. Sounds good. D&B knows you've got a long summer in store with work to do at home by day and rodeos to see at night. Luckily, D&B Supply carries a brand of clothing that can do it all, and that's Wrangler. Wrangler apparel is known to feel good in the saddle, work hard on the ranch, and give you a stylish western look out on the town. It's versatile clothing that gets it done. For quality clothes steeped in western heritage, round up some Wrangler for the family at your favorite D&B Supply. What's on the grill? That's the ultimate summertime question. And you can make the answer extra special with a wood-fired Traeger grill at D&B Supply. Pure hardwood is the fuel for Traeger's signature flavor. It lets you grill, smoke, baste, roast, braise, or barbecue hot and fast or low and slow with perfect results every time. Versatile, consistent, and convenient. With a Traeger, you just set it and forget it. Master the taste of summer and pick up your Traeger grill at your favorite DMB supply. All right, Andrew. So I, I want to know more about this. So uh, I have a, a ton of respect for the flag, for our military, everything that our flag stands for. Um, I'm actually part of a group called the Idaho Sons of the American Revolution. So we're all descendants of people who fought or served in the Revolutionary War, everybody in there. So we deal with flag protocol and and all of that, but I've never, ever been part of, nor does it sound like I would be authorized to be part of a retirement ceremony uh, for a flag. So what an honor to be one of only 4% of this huge group of people, but this one of only three groups that are allowed to retire flags. Does that, does the weight of that kind of, does it impact you at all? Yeah, it's a big responsibility, especially because Boy Scouts definitely advertise that they can retire flags the Mm -hmm. most. And with the system that we already have in place, we got about 2,000 flags last year alone because oh, wow. there's really no other option. I mean, I know the American Legion has a collection box over at their post in Meridian, mm-hmm. but that's the only one I've seen around. So there, there's just not a lot out there. And that's one of the reasons for the project is to just widespread availability and awareness. Now, do you know why the Boy Scouts are allowed to be one of those three groups that can retire flags? I think it's really for the learning experience, really just learning respect for the American flag and our country. Plus, it's it's just a really cool thing for the, the Boy Scouts to be able to do and a really special thing. That's why I think that we were let into that group. Yeah, you know, to hear you say it and to learn that, it really sounds like it's an honor. It is. Yeah, that is fantastic. Now, you mentioned that uh, another another Eagle Scout had done this project in Nampa. Is that right? Yes, he put up collection boxes in Nampa. There's one at Nampa City Hall. There's one at Stone Lumber. There's one at Sage Creek Elementary. One at Nampa Police Headquarters. There's one at the Scout Office on Franklin. Okay. And there's two at Nampa First Church of the Nazarene. So that's all the locations. And with that, we've collected 8,000 flags even more than that since the system was set up, so which is crazy. Now, <laughs> that is crazy. Was that part of the inspiration for how you chose this project? Yes. This project was originally a lot bigger, encompassing a bunch of different locations around Meridian, but then reality hit, 
and we decided to pare it down to just a few key locations. So I want to ask if if somebody listening says, hey, I have a flag. It needs to be retired. I want to do it the right way. And they're going to bring a flag down to a D&B location and they're going to put it in a collection box that you've put out or a retirement box. Is there an appropriate way for them to do this part of it, their contribution to the retirement? As long as the flag is folded properly, which you can probably find online, Mm -hmm. it's the 13 folds and it should end up looking like a blue triangle and they put that in the box, then that'll be good. We'll accept flags in any shape. Sometimes they're so torn they can't be folded properly. Uh That's fine. Just put them in the box and we'll take them. Now, how did you hook up with DNB Supply to do this? Well, my merit badge counselor, or one of them, he suggested to go with a local company, uh-huh. and DNB Supply was always on the list. So we decided to start with them and see, hey, if this will work, then this will be good. So we connected with DNB Supply, and they were just absolutely on board with the project, gave us their full support, and now we're here and it's ready to go. Awesome. So how does one go about doing that? Did you just uh, walk up to a store and say, hey, I want to retire flags here? Or what? How did that work? Oh, man. Well, it started out with the CEO of DNB Supply. And eventually someone from public relations got back to me. Okay. And we talked for a while. And so that was good in establishing the idea. Like, this is what it is. See how it would work over there. Mm-hmm. And we did go to a few stores and talk to the managers be like, would this be a practical thing? Uh-huh. Where do you think we should put this if we do this? And do you think you guys would be interested in supporting this? And the results have just been overwhelmingly positive and everyone's been on board since the very first thing. We barely had to convince anyone at all. So Awesome. Well, that's great. good. Yeah. So I know the CEO uh, personally, and I know he's well. He's way behind this, so uh, we'll make that happen for you. All right. Okay. Now, uh, what about the boxes? Where are you getting the boxes for people to do this? The boxes are being hand built on okay. Saturday. Actually, oh really? We're gonna okay. Get together. We're going to build them and paint them. It's one of the things you're supposed to do for an Eagle Scout project is have an opportunity for the entire troop to come and just do some service to the community by mm-hmm. building something. Usually, you're Digging a garden, I had one friend do that. Just mm-hmm. serving the community using labor and service hours. And do I understand correctly that part of what you need to do to earn the Eagle Scout rank is you have to oversee and kind of supervise other people in this project? Yes, that's one of the very key elements because they want to make sure that the Eagle Scout has that leadership opportunity that okay. they're looking for. So on Saturday, you're in charge. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Very good. good luck. Good Thank luck. <laughs> it's never easy. It's like herding cats sometimes. So, uh, but no, I'm sure you'll do well. Yeah. That that is great. Okay, so for everybody out there listening, how if they're looking at their American flag, how do they know when it's time for it to be retired? It's really just whoever's owning the American flag. It's their call. But usually, when it's faded or torn, torn's a big one. Okay. If you just can't properly display it anymore without being respectful to America mm-hmm. or the American flag, then it's time to retire it. Okay, It's usually not hard to tell. All right. Another commercial. When we come back, I want to talk about how uh, this is all supposed to work. Okay. 
Carhartt makes gear to get you through anything, so D&B Supply offers a wide selection to outfit any day, any task, and any weather. Built to stand the test of time and have your back no matter what comes your way, Carhartt clothing keeps you comfortable all day long. And for extra hard jobs, check out Carhartt Force, the line that wicks sweat, fights odors, releases stains, and works as hard as you do. To outlast them all, get decked out in Carhartt at D&B. Say you were to ride off into the sunset. Ideally, what kind of boots and clothes would you be wearing? For horseback riders of all styles, nothing beats the look and performance of Ariat. Available at DMB Supply. Everyone from famous rodeo cowboys to country music legends to equestrian Olympians. Turn to Ariat with confidence. You can count on them too. Think of Ariat as your ultimate riding companion for the life and times in the West. When you need to better outfit your ride with Ariat, stop by your favorite DMB supply. Okay, Andrew, now that we're back, I got to ask you, there's a law, right, that governs how flags are to be retired? Apparently, yeah. Okay. Uh, are you aware of where it is or where it comes from? No, I'm not sure when it was enacted, but during some of our research for the project, we stumbled across it. And so... What are the appropriate ways for a flag to be retired? There's only one through a special ceremony where the flag is burned. And so what goes on during the ceremony? It varies from group to group because the American Legion, the military, and the Boy Scouts all do it very differently. But one thing that I'm pretty sure everyone always does is you say the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag for the last time. Okay. And then it's placed in the fire until it's completely burned up. And after that, it depends on the group, but our troop, we have a senior patrol leader who's in charge of all the boys. He will find the grommets, so the little metal rings that are in the Mm -hmm. flag, and he will take them off into the woods somewhere, because that's usually where we're camping, and bury them in a spot where only he knows where it is. Okay. So that's just to be respectful and... So after all the material is burnt off the grommets, Mm -hmm. they will get buried in a serene spot in the woods or something like that, and only one person knows, so they can't be dug up and misused or something like that. Yeah. I love this. I love the reverence for the flag and how seriously this is taken, and I've never known any of this. You know, you hear negatives surrounding burning flags, but this is the way we retire them, and I've heard that before, but I've never, ever learned this much about it, so I really do appreciate you being here to talk with me about that, and and kind of uh, acknowledging that. Now, in the Boy Scouts, you'll say the Pledge of Allegiance. Is there anything else that goes with the ceremony? A prayer or anything like that? It's usually just that. We usually retire a lot of flags during one camp out. So okay. it's just the Pledge of Allegiance. And is there any alteration done to the flag before it's burned, cutting it up or anything like that? No, none. Oh, no. Now, is this just with United States flags or in your collection boxes will you find other flags that people want retired respectfully? Almost every time. We get state flags. We get city flags. We get military flags. We had a Palmia flag yesterday when we emptied the box, which was pretty cool. Okay. So we get all kinds of flags. And so as a group, you'll you'll go ahead and give these the same respect. And even if when you said a Palmia flag, what was that? A Palmia flag, a prisoners of war and missing in action. Oh, flag. oh, oh, oh. Okay. So it's the black one with the head silhouette. The POW, am I? Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I've just never heard it said that way. Okay. So, um, of course, you're going to give that the same respect of as course. if you're retiring a U.S. flag. That's yeah. very good. Very good. I love it. 
Well, Andrew, let's take another quick break, and then when we come back, I want to ask you about the process of how all this works. A well-worn pair of Danner boots has become a hallmark for hard-working and hard-playing people in the West, and everywhere else for that matter. Find your next pair of long-lasting, great-looking, made-in-the-USA Danner boots at D&B Supply. Hold a Danner boot in your hand, and you'll notice the handcrafted precision. Try it on, and you'll feel the difference. Test it against the elements, and you'll appreciate the value of a product that's built to last. From classic hiking boots to handcrafted work boots, the fashion forward looks to fit your daily life. Stop on by DNB Supply to try Danner boots on for size. At DNB Supply, we know that what's inside counts. That's why we dish out Neutrina's NatureWise Medicated Chick Starter Grower Feed. Neutrina's NatureWise Medicated Chick Starter Feed has an exclusive blend of nutrients to support a chick's immune system and overall health, even preventing coccidiosis. Raise healthy chicks with Neutrina's NatureWise Medicated Chick Starter Feed. Available now at your favorite D&B. Well, Andrew, now that we're back, tell me the process. So a citizen comes in. There's the, the homemade box in a D&B supply. They deposit it in there. It's folded correctly. Is this box locked? Is it open? How how's that part of it work? All right. So the boxes are going to be kind of a rectangle with a sloped top. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a hole in the top of the box. You just mm-hmm. put your flags in there, and then there's going to be a door in the side, and that door will be locked. So that's how the Boy Scout troops, when they come, mm-hmm. they can open it up with the lock. Okay, so it's almost like a, almost like a U.S. Postal Service mailbox. You can put stuff in, but you can't take it back out unless exactly. you have the key. Yeah. Okay, very good. So people know that if the, they're depositing that flag there, the next people to handle it are going to be the Boy Scouts, and it's going to be done right. Yes. And now, when you come to pick them up, well, I guess how often will you be collecting flags out of the collection boxes? So the system we've set or will set in place is whenever the box gets full, mm-hmm. D&B will call whatever troop we've assigned to that box. Okay. That way our troop's not responsible for all five. Okay. They'll call whatever troop is responsible for that box, and then that troop will just come and pick it up whenever they can okay so it depends usually around fourth of july flag day we get more than usual sure but we get them in all seasons so okay they usually fill up pretty fast and then where will the flags go until you're ready to have the ceremony we have a storage room in our boy scout headquarters but wherever the other troops want to store them Mm -hmm. is up to them so they'll be stored respectfully until it's time for a ceremony to retire all of them at once. Yes. Okay, very good. Andrew, this is great. Now, what are your plans? Uh, so you're in your junior year, the equivalent to your junior year. Uh, when you wrap up school at home, then what's next? Mm, I'm really not sure, to be honest. We're looking at colleges and thinking about work, seeing what might happen. I'm going to do an apprenticeship with my dad, who's a real estate agent, next okay. year so. If that works, we'll see what happens. Awesome. And if you do go on to college uh, or a, a vocational school or anything like that, becoming an Eagle Scout, does that afford you the opportunity for scholarships and things like that? Absolutely. I was listening to this one conversation between one of my scout leaders and another guy who works in a construction firm, and it really has nothing to do with colleges, but he says yeah. whenever he says he sees Eagle Scout, on a resume, he hires, no questions asked. Well, I can understand that. I mean, you're here you are, you are, did you say you're 17? Mm-hmm. 17, and look at everything you've done already, everything you've been exposed to, and all you've accomplished. 
in achieving this. I mean, it's it's really fantastic. Now, are there any hurdles left for you to become an Eagle Scout, or is it just a matter of completing the project and everybody has said, hey, if you complete this project, you're promoted? Well, there's the project. I still have a few more merit badges, but those shouldn't be too hard. Okay. And then there's something called a board of review, which you have to go through in Scouts to get any rank or merit badge. But this is an Eagle Scout board of review. Mm-hmm. So it's basically every adult leader in the troop, plus a few guys from the district just thrown in because it makes it more nerve wracking. <laughs> and you stand there and they ask you a bunch of questions on whether or not you're worthy to get the Eagle Scout. Uh-huh. So that's going to be the last big hurdle aside from the project. Okay, very good. Well, uh, what locations, what DNB locations will these boxes be at? So if somebody wants to retire a flag, they know where to go. There's going to be one at the Meridian store, okay, which is really close to our house. So we'll be by that one a lot. Okay. There's going to be some at the two Boise locations. Okay. There's going to be one at the Garden City location and then one at the Nampa store. Well, Andrew, uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing all this with us today. But really, thank you for what you're doing. I I really do appreciate it. Uh, thank, Thank you. It's been really fun. Thank you all for joining us today. And here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle, however you define it. For the DNB Show, I'm Matt Breckwald.